You're listening to the Weed Smart Podcast, where each fortnight we chat about dealing with those pesky weeds. Welcome to the Weed Smart Podcast. I'm Jessica Strauss, and on this edition of the podcast, we're getting a snapshot into how soil amelioration saved the day for Warrakiri farm manager Con Murphy. We did also have another interview uh, that was meant to go in today's podcast, but the uh, talent has been on the road, and as many of you are aware, reception is not the best in regional parts of the country, and so we're going to bring that to you in a couple of weeks' time. But Peter Newman does join me, and he's going to give us a little bit more detail on soil amelioration as well. So Pete, if that's all right, I'm going to throw you in the ring for our second guest today. How are you going? Yeah, I'm well, Jess. It's my favourite topic, so that'll be nice and easy. Yeah, great. But before we get into the uh, podcast interview today, we'll have a bit of a catch up. There's been lots of rainfall across most of our cropping regions all across the country, which is really exciting. How's the rainfall been uh, in your patch, Pete? Amazing. Yeah, keeps on raining, Jess. I'm heading out today to a field day, check out the crops around Yuna. Yeah, so one of the best seasons. I mean, I think I've been saying that every fortnight. Yeah. We're going to have to stop doing this, Jess. But yeah, I guess that there's areas in the southwest that are too wet now. So that's probably either, you know, I know we shouldn't complain about it being too wet, but that's a reality. Sometimes it is, and that gets limiting. So yeah, there's certainly some areas that are too wet. So that would be the you know, the problem of WA this year, if there is one, Jess, but apart from those areas, uh, yeah, everyone else is pretty pretty happy with the way things are going. Our northern and southern extension agronomists have also reported pretty good rainfall across the board as well. I do know a few people who have missed out on rain, but hopefully there is going to be uh, rain for everyone. It does look like there's some pretty good conditions for longer rainfall uh, with the weather patterns looking like there's going to be a bit more, yeah, chance of rain. I'm not definitely not a weather guru, Pete, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, well, South Australia is getting some rain now too, a bit of a late start for them, but at least it's still so yeah yeah and hard to have rain in the whole country it is definitely hard but yeah fingers crossed everyone uh yeah gets continued rainfall and it, it works out for everyone and you know you did mention excess water being an issue for some farmers in the south and that was an issue for the warakiri farm manager con murphy they were struggling with water logging on their farm and so we'll get into that in a minute and find out how soil amelioration really helped out in that situation but pete i want to know how you've been going what's been going on in your life pete uh, i went to a john butler concert in Geraldton last night jess to nice my whole family which was great we're really lucky here we got a beautiful little theater I'm not sure what it seats, six or 800 people, and it's just really comfortable. It's like having them come to your lounge room and play because you're just sitting in this little theatre surrounded by all your friends, comfortable as. It's got perfect acoustics and John Butler and Mum McKinn were amazing. So, yeah, if you if you're, uh, get a chance to see them doing the rounds, I highly recommend it. I've seen him a few times, really great show. Yeah, he's a great performer. You know, too much talent. Yeah, definitely. How about definitely. you, Jess? Your birthday recently? Anything special yes, for that? Yes, I turned 32 and I didn't have a 30th a couple of years ago because I just wasn't in the mind frame to do it. I didn't feel like doing a party for my 30th. It was too much pressure. Uh, but yeah, so I decided to make a big 32nd, which is, you know, a bit strange, but that's what I did. And I had a murder mystery night, Pete, pirate themed. 
and it was amazing. Yeah. It was so much fun. Pirate theme. Did you have to talk like a pirate? Yes, you did. I put up uh, <laughs> scripts of uh, how to how to talk like a pirate. Everyone got that in their murder mystery pack as they walked through the door. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yeah, and uh, like a good night. It was the funniest part about it though was the person who was the murderer. As if you've played a murder mystery night before, you do find out in your character details if you're the murderer. And uh, you know the murderer later on in the night was accused of being the murderer. And my friend Laura, who was playing the murderer, said, "I don't think I am the murderer. That's not right." And I said, "No, you definitely <laughs> are." <laughs> And so, obviously, no one picked her because she was playing such a good character, but, you know, because she didn't know she was the murderer. So She didn't know. She, so didn't, she didn't know. didn't even have to try and pretend. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, but uh, let's, we'll get, Laura. <laughs> yeah. let's get into the podcast today, Pete. We're going to be hearing from Con Murphy, and he is going to be, of course, at Weed Smart Week in Esperance, which tickets are now available for. I'll give you a bit more info later on in the podcast on that. But, uh, Pete... The big focus of this interview and what we'll find at Weed Smart Week when we visit the Warakiri property is that they really managed to overcome some massive waterlogging issues with soil amelioration. And I just wanted you to give a bit of an overview. We have talked about it on the podcast before, but get a bit more detail from you about uh, what soil amelioration is and the, and the benefits. Yeah, well, just I mean, these guys took on a farm that was, I think it was a pasture property and it was absolutely loaded with weeds uh, and so and also it was non-wetting and so they really had to do something about both the weeds and the non-wetting soil uh, all in one hit. They decided to, as you'll hear, um, use a spader that also seeds at the same time and, yeah, what a great approach. So they get to improve the soil quality, fix that non-wetting, uh, lots of deep ripping as well. So I guess that deep ripping in this instance, it's a couple of things. So it's obviously getting root penetration deeper. That's what deep ripping is for. But compacted soils tend to pull water and leave the water stuck up on the top and, and can cause more waterlogging problems. I mean, they can get very soupy when they get very wet too, but deep ripping allows that water to, to soak through the profile and then allow the roots to go and chase it. So, yeah, fixing constraints like that Jess is just fantastic if you if you've got the means to do it it improves yield improves soil quality improves things like water logging and then lets you get on with your farming system so that you can grow the crop rotation that you want and then use the weed control tools that you want to get on top of the weeds as well so it just all works together everything we do in weed smart is all about farming systems isn't it Jess yeah and using you know different tools and farming systems to overcome constraints and, and challenges, including weeds. Yeah, no, certainly. All right, well, let's hear from Con. He also gives a bit of an overview of the farm itself and the other big six principles that he's using. So let's take a listen. Weed Smart Week in Esperance is only a couple of months away, so over the next few podcasts we'll be hearing from some of the presenters. In this interview, Warakiri Farm Manager Con Murphy joins me to give a bit of an insight into what big six principles that they implement on the farm, and we'll also be visiting Warakiri as part of the farm visits for Weed Smart Week as well. So Con does join me. How are you going, Con? Yeah, pretty good, thank you. Yourself? I'm good and I'm really looking forward to Weed Smart Week. It's really going to be uh, quite exciting and so I'm looking forward to hearing more about uh, the farm that you manage for Warakiri. So can you just firstly tell us a bit about uh, yourself and Warakiri, yeah, just a bit of the details of the farm and, and how you manage it? So I guess Lobethal, uh, the farm here, is um, 12,800 hectares. That's of arable hectares. Uh, we're in a high rainfall zone 
100 kilometres east of Eshmans, about um, ranging from 5 to 35 kilometres in from the ocean. We are part of the national portfolio that's owned by, uh, that's ran by Warakiri Cropping. Um, Warakiri Cropping is owned by Rest Super, which is an Australian super fund. And uh, we've been in Eshmans since 2013. Amazing. Thanks for that, Con. I guess myself, I've been in Australia for 24 years and I've been managing farms for the last 15, 16 years. Very Come from cool. a sheep farm, dairy farm in Ireland. That's awesome. And so obviously being a weeds podcast, we like to hear about what the weed issues are. So what's the most uh, prevalent weed issues for you at the farm? Um, ryegrass would be our biggest problem. Uh, by far the biggest problem, probably by radish. And, um, and then there's an array of other weeds that we're able to seem to keep under control. But, um, yeah, ryegrass is our biggest problem. Yeah. And so did you manage to get a double knock in this year? Yes, we did. Well, look, we aim to probably double knock 75% of our program every year. And, and this year we probably got to about 90%, uh, which was really good. Yeah, we're finding, finding some pretty good results by being able to double knock at seeding time. We try and double knock maybe during the summer as well if we can. We have problem paddocks. Yeah, okay, great. Oh, that's good to hear. And what's your approach to crop rotation, Con? Uh, crop rotation on the farm, we try and run 40% wheat, 30% canola, then 10% barley and 20% legumes. The legumes are breakup of lupins, faber beans. We've had a crack of chickpeas and lentils as well. So we've got a bit of a diversity of mix in there, but 100% cropping. Yeah, excellent. And mixing and rotating herbicides is a really important factor in managing herbicide resistance. What's your approach when it comes to mixing and rotating of herbicides, Con? Well, a lot of the time we'll mix some Treflon with Sakura. We've been rotating Sakura with Loximax, even rotating in Avidex Extra and, and Treflon into paddocks where we haven't got as much pressure on ryegrass, I guess. So we're trying to keep a, a pretty good good mix on our residual herbicides we do mix we use a camera sprayer during the summer here so we do mix different chemicals through that as well they will go out with a we'll try and double knock through that and and just keep things mixed up as much as we possibly can actually yeah excellent that's great to hear and what about harvest weed seed control what are you implementing when it comes to this big six principle for the past six years we've been running chaff decks on our um, on our headers and uh, we are looking going forward to see destructors of, of some make or model. We're not sure yet what's going to fit, but we're, that's, that's our aim going forward in the next couple of years to, to take the next step. Chaff decks have done a really good job. We are finding that they are confining, confining the ryegrass to the, the wheel tracks, but we just need to get the next level of control, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And what about other weed control tactics? What else do you use on your farm, Con? We have done some, I guess, store burning, stubble, stubble line burning after the headers. Tried to confine our, our chaff and our straw into a tight roll behind the harvester. We're finding that in Ashpens with the sands, we run into erosion problems when we do that. So for the past couple of years, we've, we've steered clear of any type of burning. And we've limited as well to working paddocks running a joker to tickle things up and try and get a germination, we find that we get erosion problems as well if we do that. It's a very, very, I guess, soil that's prone to wind erosion here and we get lots of wind as well being so close to the ocean. 
Okay, and we're really excited, obviously, to be visiting Warakiri as part of Weed Smart Week in Esperance. And there is a bit of, obviously, a journey with this farm. It did originally have a lot of waterlogging issues which had to be rectified, and this is going to be quite a major component of what will be discussed on how you got on top of that as part of the farm visit uh, at Weed Smart Week. So we're not going to get you to give a huge lot of detail, but we'd love to get a bit of a snapshot on how you dealt with this issue and, and what was the plan of attack. I came on as manager in 2015. The farm had been through a very wet year in 2013. 2014 wasn't too bad, but there was plans put in place to do some substantial drainage through the farm. From 2015 until now, we've probably done about 74 kilometres of drainage through the farm. In 2016, 2017, we started a deep ripping program, and we've probably got 80% 80% of the farm ripped now. Wow. Some of it's been re-ripped and re-ripped again. Uh, we're just finding with the, the sand, it slumps when we get a big rainfall event and it goes back to a compacted, yeah, wet sand is really good for building houses. So you can imagine a wet sand in the paddock just mm. slumps and gets really hard. So we've been continually ripping. We found by doing that, we've been able to get a much better germination, get crops established a lot better and been able to compete with weeds pretty well with a good established crop. We're also finding, I guess, with the ripping, when we do get a rainfall event in in August, September, which is our main months for rainfall, that we're able to store moisture underneath and finish off a crop, which previously we'd get too wet in August, September, and then by the end of October, we'd be too dry. We didn't have, we had a hard pan that was at 150, 200 mils, and beyond that, nothing happened. So once we started ripping, spading for non-wetting, and a large lime and gypsum program. We're starting to get on top of all that. That's amazing. I can't wait to see it in person and all the people who come along to Esperance Weed Smart Week will get the opportunity to chat with you about that in detail and see what you've done on farm to counter that waterlocking issue. We are so excited to see you, but thank you so much for taking the time today to have a chat with us. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention about the farm or your weed control approach before we wrap things up? Nah, probably that's about it. I reckon could have a good chat about it when, when you guys visit the farm later in the year. All right. Well, thank you so much, Con. We really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thank you so much to Con Murphy there. Con is the farm manager for Warakiri and we are visiting his farm as part of Esperance Weed Smart Week, Pete, which is really exciting. We'll be able to see those big six principles he has uh, implemented in person on the farm. Pete, Con did talk about a spader cedar in that interview. Can you give us a bit more context around that tool? Yeah, I haven't actually had the chance to go to the Warakiri farm at Conning Up Jess, so I'm really looking forward to it, but heard a fair bit about it and that spade of cedar I mean they realise that they need to do something about soil amelioration they chose spading and then went the next step of marrying it up to a a cedar so that they had one person out there one machine one pass so while it's as slow as I mean it's literally I think probably two and a half or three hectares an hour if you're lucky they just sat someone on that thing for long enough to get that job done wouldn't have been a very exciting job I don't think Jess lots of hours sitting there going very, very slow, but a massive result. So kudos to them for having a crack and engineering something that i do not sure that it had been done before, Jess. I'll, I'll have yeah, to okay. get Con to let us know if they were the, the pioneers there. Yeah, we'll be able to ask him lots of questions when we visit the farm. And, yeah, that job, Pete, does sound laborious, a good job to be listening to maybe the Weed Smart podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah, we, it's perfect for the weeds from our podcast. Just play it end to end. Just yeah. When I, I was doing a presentation about soil amelioration and I did a whole thing on all the costs. This was at Minganew a few years ago. And I said, have I missed anything? You know, I had all the repairs and the buying the machinery and the diesel and the labour and the maintenance and so on and so on. And I said, have I missed anything? And one guy put up his hand and said, yeah, the mental health cost. I reckon that's about 15 <laughs> bucks a hectare. He reckons just for sitting there and going so slow all no, day. that's a fair enough yeah. assessment. No, that really makes sense. And Pete, Con is using heaps of the big six tools as well. Like he really probably didn't even get to all of the different things that he's using. Was there anything else that really stood out from that interview from Con, Pete, for you? Well, as we alluded to, Jess, they took on a really weedy farm because it was an—I think it was a pasture farm, you know, uh, with plenty of rainfall and some soil constraints. So, just a massive, massive seed bank they were starting with, and it just goes to show that if you are aggressive enough, throw enough tools at it, including fixing the soil, you can get on top of that seed bank, and they're having a win. I was really interested to hear that they've been using the chaff decks. I think he said, didn't he? And they're now looking at a mill. Pretty common theme in that part of the world, Jess. We yeah. heard from. Tyson Schutz last week on the podcast saying exactly the same thing and farmers down there were really happy with their chaff decks and some chaff lining but some of them or quite a few looking to take the next step and go to a mill so yeah we see that progression a lot around the country Jess I think Esperance is probably one of the areas leading that because we had a lot of farmers using chaff decks and chaff lining you know for quite a while already down there Um, and yeah sort of natural progression and just good to hear from Con that um, that's their plan as well. Yeah, no, it's really exciting and we really look forward to visiting Con at Warakiri in Condonup. And, yeah, if, like we said, if you'd like to come along, you can definitely come to Weed Smart Week in Esperance. Tickets are on sale now and there's an early bird price at the moment, so it is definitely better to get your tickets sooner than later. I will be putting the link to that on the Weed Smart website and in the podcast notes, so you'll be able to easily access that. But, Pete, it is a shorter podcast today, as we mentioned at the top there. We unfortunately weren't able to include a second interview just because we couldn't get good reception which is a a common story that all of our listeners will be very much familiar with so we'll be bringing that uh, interview to you a little bit later on but uh pete we do have another regional update coming out next monday and we'll be heading to the northern region and we've also got new content on the weed smart website for you to check out as well so we'd love for you to check out our latest ask an expert this month dr chris preston answers the question how does ryegrass adapt so readily to farming practices and environmental changes that link will be in the podcast notes we've also got a brand new case study this one came out on my birthday so it holds a special place in my heart elton and pam peterson from mooney in queensland feature in this one and a swarm farm robot called oscar has added another dimension to their integrated weed management program which features the majority of the weed smart big six tactics which is great to hear lots of farms are now having all of the big six tactics on the farm Pete, we've done well in that space haven't we yeah i mean when we started working with farmers in that northern region queensland northern new south wales we weren't sure how to fit the big six into a different farming system and certainly paul mcintosh and all the farmers up there have have worked it out and cindy benjamin i was really interested in that one jess because we've heard about swarm farm and seen these little robots and it's all exciting and so on and you sort of think oh that's that's interesting but does it actually work practically Mm. in that story that you just alluded to, Jess, really does show a farm that is really making some good use out of the Swarm Farm bot and it really does fit their farming system in it. So it's not just a toy, if you know what I mean. It's not just an exciting robot. It's actually 
become a really important part of their farming system. Yeah, Oscar is part of the family now, their robot. And yeah, it's only taken them two summer fallows to regain control over glyphosate-resistant feathertop rose grass and ornless barnyard grass. And that was a big threat to their 2,000 hectare dry land cropping operation. So it's a really great one for you to check out. That will be in the podcast notes too. We also have a webinar that's going to be coming up on July 2nd with Chris Preston and our Southern Extension High Rainfall Zone agronomist, Yana Dixon. I'll, I'll put the details up in the podcast notes on that for you to register and go along to that. And finally, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We would love to see you there. We have lots of discussions on Twitter in particular, so definitely follow along. And you can also sign up to our monthly blog, The Weed Smart Whip Around. All our content from the last month is featured, so it's super easy to get access to all of our articles, webinars, everything, all in one spot. And our next one does come out soon, so make sure you sign up. I'll put that in the notes. And the last thing I wanted to mention is it would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the message about the Weed Smart podcast. We've got a really loyal audience that does tune in each week, but we would love to grow that audience. So if you can just tell one friend about the Weed Smart podcast, we would really appreciate that. And maybe if you've got time, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would help massively as well. But thank you so much for joining me on the, our little mini podcast today, Pete. Yeah, I feel like we've pretty well filled it up though, Jess. <laughs> I'm not sure it's that short. Thank you. Thank you very much and we'll see you next time.